Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Welcome and thank you for joining us for episode number 46 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and this episode, if you listen to last week's episode, number 45, uh, Refining Your Team and Knowing When and How to Terminate Someone, uh, you'll know that the intro to, to these two episodes is a little different. We, we want to give some context for some of the things that we talk about in these episodes because they were originally set to air with episode number 25. Uh, it was part of a Building and Managing Teams series that we were putting out. And uh, as you all know, in March, we were hit with a global pandemic and many people were locked down. Businesses had to shift a lot of attention to what we were going to do. And so we chose to shift our attention in our podcast topics to that as well in an effort to to help navigate and answer some questions about stimulus bill and, and things that came out. So we are airing these episodes now because we feel they're still very important topics as far as managing your teams and how to do that. And so we're excited to to air them now. Um, but just for context, you know, we'll talk about some things that may not be relevant now <laughs> as far as weather and school. So just know that these were uh, recorded a little earlier in the year, but we still wanted to bring them to you. So enjoy today's episode. We are continuing our topic about teams and business growth by covering the crucial topic, delegation. We have with us today, Jamie Johnson. You've heard from her before. Good morning. Hi, how's it going? It's going. It's going good. Kim Nixon is joining us again for a more pleasant conversation today about delegation. Yes. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> We're not going to be grilling you quite so hard about firing people so that we get to relax a little bit more about delegation. So I'm excited to have you on for a lighter topic today. Well, I have to tell you, this one I was really happy to participate in. I feel like I learned at feet of masters how to delegate. My dad was in the Navy and he was a flight surgeon, which means that he was a rock star. He was both a pilot and a doctor and he was a captain in the Navy. And I saw him, I saw him in action and he would have conversations with me about how to handle people, how to manage people. It was just a part of our everyday conversation when it was just he and I, and, and he would go into giving me tips. I feel like he was helping me to grow up and, and how to deal with the world. But a lot of his things that he talked about were about delegation. And then my mom was a full-time volunteer for the PTA for over 30 years. Oh, and wow. when I was in elementary school, and, and then I have siblings, I have a, a younger sister who's five years younger than me. So she still continued it even after I was in school, but all the way up through high school, my mom was always the PTA president always in charge of lots of people, lots of, lots of projects, lots of events. And so I got to watch her be a master at delegating things. And then sometimes she'd delegate, 
you know, to things that had to get done at, you know, at an event set up or whatever, she'd delegate, okay, you're going to take care of all of these things to me. And there was no way I could do that by myself. So I'd be in charge as a child, I'd be in charge of adults and telling them who's going to be running what area and how it's going to work. And then kind of, you know, okay, go to it team. And, and they'd head out. And uh, so I have a lot of practice at delegation. And I feel like my parents were really the true masters. And I have the gift of sitting at the feet of masters and, and watching them work. So what a gift that you had that, you know, mentors on both sides as parents. I did. I did. And then That's I also was very lucky in my career to have some really great mentors as well. And some of the strategies that I was thinking about that I'll share today come from some of those, those mentors at work as well. And I think being comfortable with delegation just came natural to, naturally to me because of the masters that I had at home and then seeing how to implement it in a business environment came to me from those business mentors that I had. And it, it was a great way to, to marry the two. That's great. So speaking of those mentors and the lessons that you learned from them, I know you have a, sh a story that you wanted to share with us. Right. So there was this story that my dad told me that stuck with me. And it's something that I used a lot. Um, I worked in the hotel industry for a very long time. And those skills have really transferred well to working here at PJS and co-CPAs, but I had the opportunity to train managers and supervisors under me who were also training other people. And so I not only had to delegate myself, but I had to train others how to delegate so they could, they could be able to accomplish the things I needed them to accomplish. I, I couldn't have them doing all the work because then they couldn't get as much done for me as I needed them to. So one of the examples that I would give them was the story that my dad told me. And it, and uh, so a man's walking through the forest and he sees two men sawing down a tree. And as he walks up to them, he can see that they're working hard, pulling that saw back and forth between them. And the man points out to the two others, it doesn't look like you're making much progress there. You should stop and sharpen that saw. And their response was, we're too busy cutting down this tree. Clearly the men could cut the tree down faster if they stopped to sharpen <laughs> the saw. And then they could move on to cutting down other trees. And the moral of the story is this. Sometimes you need to stop and sharpen yourself. So that's what I feel like this episode is about here today. We're going to help you sharpen yourself. And if you spend too much time in the business working on the day-to-day -day operations, you can't focus on the business. And to make your business grow and be profitable, you need to work on tasks that bring in revenue and clients to your business and tasks that drive your why. And that's what we're focusing on, the sharpening your saw. Yeah, perfect. So you mentioned those briefly just there, but let's first define why delegation is important for your business. Absolutely. And not only, not only for your business, it, it also means more free time for yourself and your family, right. right? Right. I mean, it's much bigger than just the business. What can it mean for your life and what can it help your business achieve? So some questions you want to ask yourself and go back to your why. What is the best use of your time? If you had an extra 20 hours a week, how much more could you grow your business? Are you working more hours than you want to? Do you want to be spending more time at home with your family? Are you ready to let go of your inner control freak? <laughs> you are the person who can do all of these tasks the best, but that doesn't mean you should do them. 
And it, one of the, the things we've linked at the end um, is a man, Patrick Bet David has a great, a great YouTube video on delegation. And one of the things that he says is just stop doing it. You need to shut off. You know, your control freak wants to do everything because you can do it the best and you can, but that doesn't mean that you should be doing it. You all you need to also focus on tasks that bring in revenue and clients to your business and tasks that really drive your why. Yeah. And I like one of the, the Ted talks that you forwarded to me was Rory Vaden mm-hmm. and he's a, a best-selling uh, book author and leadership speaker. And he has a, a video that we'll link as well. I'm sure you'll talk about it a little later, but one of the points that he made was, you know, you're the best at doing it because you've been doing it for so long. And in order to let someone be, else become the best, you have to give them time to do it. I liked that right. part about it because you are a control freak and you do do it the best, but you have to allow other people to excel and learn and do those things too, because you're not the only one capable of doing those things. It's your baby. And when it's your business, you don't feel like anybody's really going to take the care um, and take the appropriate actions that they need like you would. And no, they probably wouldn't, but we have to give them opportunity. It may be better and it may be worse at times, but you know, you got to change your course a little bit, you know, modify processes or, or whatnot. But it is incredibly important because you can't stay in the, those day-to-day um, operations of and expect to really get some traction and go somewhere else. You know what I mean? And take your take your business to the next level because it, it just doesn't happen like that. You, you only have so much time in your week. And you ask that question, why, what would you do if you had an extra 20 hours in your, in your week? And, you know, I think sometimes, especially as business owners, we have to step back and we have to rework that time and relook at, you know, our calendar and how things are and, and ways, you know, there's ways we have to try to be more efficient and everything, but we can't stay doing the day-to-day operations, you know, our day-to-day operations, I guess, change. Priority levels change. And you really have to recognize that. And if you want to take things to the next level, your business needs you on the next level. They don't need you to stay at the level you're at. Um, so those that's really, really important to as, as a business owner to recognize that. And this is the kettle calling the pot black because I was one of the worst. I think Kim can attest to this. I'm one of the worst <laughs> to try and delegate off because I'm like, no, really, I got this. I'm okay. I can do this. And um, we were having some people over the other night and I was, I told Adam, um, I am, I am, I like to cook. I like to bake. I like to to do everything. And I, dang it, I could save 50 bucks. I'm not going to cater this in if I can do it myself. Why would I do that? That seems wasteful. That seems, you know, senseless to me. And the other night we, we had about 11 or 12 people over I said, dang it, we're ordering a cake and we're going to, uh, we're going to cater it. And they brought it to my house and they set it on my counters and I delegated that. And I was able to fill my time with other things that needed to, as opposed to just piling more on my plate. Um, and so even if it's, whether it's your personal life or your professional life, sometimes you just have to, you know, stand back and give yourself a break completely. (laughs) Well, and Jamie Johnson, I know you charge more than $50 an hour for your time at work as well. So paying someone else to do that work Mm -hmm. for you. And I know it would have taken you way more than an hour. So 50 bucks for a couple hours worth of work. If you paired that yourself, it's so worth it. And you can focus on other things that are are more important. Yeah. 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 So now that we've talked about the benefits of 
of delegation and, you know, staying in line with business growth and coming back to our why and really focusing on that revenue and profitability and all of those things. What's the first step to we, that we should take in trying to delegate? What are some tasks that we can look at to first try to delegate? So just in what I've seen from people I'm trying to teach how to delegate, sometimes they have a hard time letting go of control. So if they start with the things that are the most annoying, they're happiest to let go of those things. And that's kind of a gateway to being more comfortable with delegation. So if you start with the the things, the tasks that you find the most annoying and delegate those to someone else, hey, there's something to this. I like this, but I don't have to do that anymore. There, there starts to be some of that, and it makes it a little easier to, to delegate the next thing and the next. Start thing. with the easy wins. <laughs> Start with the things that are the easiest to get to delegate, right? So you also want to ask yourself, what tasks are the biggest time wasters? What do I waste most of my time on? And we're not saying what do you spend most of your time on. What do you waste most of your time on? So perhaps delegate those things as well. There's also, if you're looking for a gateway to make it easier to delegate yourself, there's a lot of administrative tasks like filing and organizing that can help you feel less stressed out if they're taken care of. And those can easily be handled by a new team member with just a little bit of direction. And that can make it, again, that's a good gateway to get you more comfortable with delegation. Maybe start with those types of things as well. And then you can also take a look at routine tasks like payroll, things that have to be done by a specific deadline every month or maybe every week, maybe multiple times per month. Those are tasks that you can spend a lot of time in the business rather than on the business. Those are also the items that most likely have the most processes around them and would be the easiest to train someone on. And because you may already have notes for yourself or or processes there, so... Those are the things that you should focus on delegating first. I don't know, Jamie Johnson, do you have anything that you want to add? No, I'm good. You got it. No <laughs> You're thorough. You are thorough as always. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I do have to give a huge shout out, like just right here, because <laughs> it is, these two are uh, in the midst. I know we're in the midst of a podcast, but they're always so incredibly thorough. They're always prepared. And uh, that's why we love having them on our team. And uh it's nice to be able, they can delegate. We, we trust them to delegate things to others. We delegate things to them. And uh, just productivity is always amazing. And the results are always um, amazing at, at what we get. So uh, it's a, anyway, so thank you. <laughs> so no, I don't have anything to add because as always, <laughs> you always take care of it. <laughs> oh, there is one thing that I forgot to mention. Things that can be automated. So automate wherever you can too. And I know that there was another another podcast I'm going to refer to. I believe it was the productivity one where uh, automation was was discussed. So uh, maybe take a, a little listen to that one. We talk about automation a couple times in the podcast. So one was the productivity um, podcast. That's episode number 17, if you want to go back and take a listen. And then we also talk about automation a little bit in uh, episode number seven, which is part of our strategic planning series. And that's with Jamie Staley talking about other infrastructure. 
Um, so, you know, in setting up or, you know, be getting more strategic about your business, we're talking about the infrastructure that you can put into place that includes, you know, an a aspect of that is automation. So there are a couple of episodes that integrate that into uh, the discussion. So if you're more interested, you can look, take a listen to those episodes. No, I think it's really important for you to think outside of the box um, because, you know, one of the most common things we do something, you know, we're more progressive CPAs and we do something outside of the box. The services we provide is not what a common traditional CPA would provide. And, you know, they always, the response is always, I didn't, I didn't know a CPA did that. I didn't know they could do that. Um, so if with the automation and the possibilities of um, finding an alternative to um, or a solution to your problem, don't think so black and white. Who loves to Google? Everybody loves to Google. So see what's out there. Play around with different terms, you know, and see if there's something out there that can be a solution to your problem. And don't think so rigidly that you got to bring somebody in or you got to, um, you know, find an automation or, you know, that's the only way that you, that you can solve your problem. Really try to think outside of the box and, you know, ask other professionals in your networks, ask other professionals and maybe networking groups that you have. So, um, you know, when we explore and look for that information, you know, we get back. I didn't know that was possible. I didn't even think about that. That was something that, you know, was not at my top of mind at all. So give yourself that space to be able to innovate for your business and think about that and think it differently. I have a non-business example I want to add here. I'm pretty OCD and I don't have a whole lot of time always to clean my house. So I'll hire someone to clean my house but they don't always do it as good as I do. But I've come to the realization, if they clean the majority of my house for me, and then all I have to do is go around and do the things that I think they missed, that's still hours less of my time that I didn't have to spend on that task that I can save, and my house is still clean to my specifications, <laughs> and I was able to spend my time in a, in a way that's more productive to me, in, in a way that I choose to spend my time. And I, I know this isn't a business example, but it's a perfect example of something that you can do when you're first starting to delegate tasks to someone else. They're not going to do it as, as well as you are, but they're still going to do more than you could have done and save you some time. And then you can go back and clean up and train on the areas that they missed. And that's something that I wanted to touch on in this episode too, because, and I think you know, all of those examples kind of play into overcoming the excuses that you give yourself of, I'm too busy. I'm the only one that can do it right. Um, and starting with a quick win or the easier tasks is one way to overcome those. Do you have any other examples for getting in the right mindset? I think with everything else, when you're managing your business, if you can always be focused on your why and, and keep reminding yourself to go back and visit your why, when you're thinking about how to change what you're doing, focusing on your why can help you decide to delegate and be more comfortable with delegation because delegating can help you achieve your why. It really can. It, it gives you more time to accomplish that. And if you haven't clearly defined your why in your business, that is a really important step to have and something important to have written on paper, not only to know it, but to write it down and make sure that you're communicating that with everyone. So go back right. and listen to episode right. number 12 if you're interested in learning more about that. 
now that we've talked about, you know, kind of getting started, overcoming that mindset and excuses, what are some good strategies that you have for planning to delegate? Sure. So the biggest thing is you have to have someone to delegate to. If you don't already have someone on your team that you can do this with, you might have to hire someone. If you don't have someone to delegate to, you can't delegate. There's just, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So that's probably the most important thing on this list. And then if you do already have a team, especially if it's an important project or a task that you want to delegate, you need to look for someone who's hungry, who's driven, who's qualified to do what you want them to do, and also who has good follow through. You don't want someone who's going to ask you a million questions because taking the time to answer all of those questions is going to take up way more time than you just doing it yourself. So if they have good follow through and they're not taking no for an answer and they're following up to find those answers or at least trying to find those answers on their own before they come to you, those are the types of qualities you want to look for. You also want to match the personality of the person to the task. So if you have a creative task, then look for someone on your team that's creative and they have a creative brain to take care of that task. Um, And if you have detailed tasks, then look for somebody on your team who's detailed. And we have linked, there's several really good, um, I I listen to podcasts a lot, but I'm also very big on YouTube. (laughs) I was able to find um, several YouTube videos that were really good about this topic. And I don't remember which one uh, was recommending the type of brain that you look for, but, but it's so true. And I know when I saw that, that is something that I do, but I didn't realize that I was consciously doing that. So you do need to match the task to the personality of the person who you're delegating to. And then just like everything else, when, when you're giving someone a job, you need to make sure that they're clear on what is expected. And um, once you've, you've assigned that task, you need to inspect what you expect. This is one of the things that my mentor, um, one of the mentors that I had in the hotel world taught me. Inspect what you expect. So you, you've explained what you need done. You've asked them to do it a certain way. And then midway through the process, you need to be checking in to make sure that they're doing it the way that you wanted them to do. And it's better if you catch this kind of stuff early so that you can redirect so they don't spend a lot of time going in the wrong direction. And delegation is definitely, it takes some extra time to do some training in the beginning, but it's front loaded. And it will pay off and lighten your load in the end. But if you can spend some time on it now, you're going to reap the rewards later. And then if you're a control freak, which I am, um, you need to let that, that person know that either during the hire pro- hiring process or when you decide to delegate that task to them. And I usually say, I'm a control freak and I'm going to micromanage the heck out of you until you, I see that you're doing what I want you to do. You're doing it the way I need you to do it. So you need to mentally prepare yourself for the fact that I'm going to be all up in your business. And then once I see that things are going in the right direction and I can confirm that I've explained myself well to you, then then we're good. Then we're good. But uh, if you don't kind of set that up in advance and if that's a part of your personality, you can step on some some toes and ruffle some feathers to uh, to be getting into the details with someone. But when it's your baby and you're trusting it to someone else, you kind of need to set that expectation ahead of time that this is important to me and I really need to make sure that we're on the right track. So I will be monitoring what's happening with this. And that way that person knows ahead of time going into it. Okay. And then I also, I manage and do things differently than other people do. So I want it done kind of in the direction is if I wanted it done my way, I would do it myself. So, but I want it done similar to 
the way that I have. But I'm, I'm concerned more about the outcome too, and that the outcome is going to be what I'm looking for. And if they get there a little differently than me, I'm, I'm okay with that. So there's some things that you can do when you're, you know, when you're a control freak like me is you can get a documented description of the process to help them. So they have that to refer to. And, you know, you can maybe have some helpful guides to them to follow along. Yeah, those are both great ways to maintain control over the situation on how how things are being done, you know, putting together those guides. Uh, And in addition, I know, Jamie, you wanted to chat about uh, KPIs as well. So sometimes it's a, it's an important aspect uh, to really develop some KPIs, uh, you know, understanding, you know, where your where your employees, your contractors are spending their time. So you can kind of maintain, uh, you know, what what control, you know, for instance, if there's if you have various projects going on and there's an allocation, you want to make sure that things are staying um, you know, kind of from a project management standpoint and make sure that that those those measures and everything is staying on track to be completed and also to make sure that the efficiencies that that your employees or your contractors have um are appropriate you don't want to get to the end and go hey by the way you didn't really do your job and i'm not paying you (laughs) and you also don't want to go to your client and go yeah it's not done yet and i know i told you it'd be done by two weeks ago but we still have a lot of work to do on this um you know everybody's gonna it's gonna create a lot of frustration so when you you don't have to you know per se check this i don't know you might need to check it every day but you know give it a reasonable time period and you know kind of set up some different metrics in which that is good and and you can kind of measure a little bit of protectivity. Maybe do it, go in and do a little spot checking if you can't set some metrics, um, just to be able to um, to understand where it's at and where it's going, and just you know be able to have kind of have that peace of mind that everything's on track. Or if we need to reroute, or if we need to address something, it it is so done so in a timely manner. All right. So as I'm listening to this, all of these suggestions sound fantastic. Like having you know, something, a descriptive process written down or establishing these KPIs. But what happens when you are so busy that the act of just finding somebody to take this on is overwhelming enough, like, let alone having to develop all of these things to help them take on these tasks? Like, what do you, where do you start with that? One of the things I've done in this type of situation, especially when it's office staff, is that I make creating the process, the responsibility of the person that I'm training. So I, we will record, perhaps we'll do a meeting WebEx type thing, or I'll have them take notes while we're doing it, or I'll have them record my voice so they can listen to what I'm saying. And I'll give them the task of, okay, I'm going to show you what to do. And you're going to type up the procedure based on what I tell you. And then I'll take a look at the procedure and see if there's any updates that need to happen to that. And make changes as I need to. And then they have that as a reference and they also have an easier time recalling what the procedure is because they're the ones uh, who helped document it. If you come at this with a strategic approach and have the right people on your team, you may be surprised by how much your team can step up. I like incorporating them into setting up the procedure too, because the best way to learn something is to teach it and to internalize those procedures. So in having them write up this, you know, SOP or whatever it is, they're, they're actually thinking of it in terms of, okay, if someone else was to step in and do this job, you know, what mm-hmm. would they need to know? And step by step. So they, they internalize it more than just 
learning it by watching, you know, it's a whole new level of learning. Mm -hmm. So, all right. And then mm -hmm. delegation is great, but there, there are some tasks that you should keep yourself. So let's talk about what those are. Sure. So I would recommend if, if it's a task that you love and it drives your why you want to keep that. If you just love it and it's not driving your why, that you might want to consider passing that on to someone else. Tasks that bring in a lot to your bottom line, like maintaining relationships with your best clients, your best vendors, your centers of influence, those are tasks you want to keep yourself. There's also big issues that could affect your business in a negative way, such as lawsuits, customer complaints, those types of things. You want to make sure you're involved in those because those cut to the heart of your business. And if you're not involved in them, they may not be handled the way that you need them to be handled for your, the success and survival of your business. Contracts, at the very least, you should put in a requirement that you have to sign off on all the contracts or be a signer of the contract, if, if a co-signer. That way you don't have people on your team agreeing to things that aren't in line with the way that you like to do business. And then very high-level tasks that require high-level skills that fall into your area of expertise, you probably don't want to pass those off as a delegated item as well. And some of those YouTube videos that I was talking about earlier that I've got, um, How to Delegate Like a Millionaire Entrepreneur, uh, that was a really good one that I enjoyed. There's also um, some other YouTube videos that, that go into some different strategies. I just liked the videos that I found were different personalities. Some of them weren't quite as refined and professional as others, but the information offered was so valuable that I wanted to include those as well. And those will be linked at the end of the, the show here. But um, those are those are some of the things that you should probably hold on to yourself. Perfect. So like Kim mentioned, we will link to all of those resources in our show notes for this episode which can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash four six. And is there anything that you'd really like to drive home from today's episode before we wrap up here? Yes, I think the, the biggest key that I want to drive home is that delegation is okay. Delegation is a good thing. And even if you're not comfortable with it, if you want to focus on growing your business, and cultivating your business success, which is the whole focus of this podcast, you have to be willing to delegate. You cannot succeed and grow long-term if you're not willing to delegate. So true. Your results, your, you know, if you, if you do the same thing over and over and over and you, you keep the same tasks and you're going to get the same results, right? There's changes that have to make to to kind of pull to pull vault you into the next level, you know, of your business. And when you get there, you know, there's going to be more delegation that you have to do. Um, I know when I was just starting out and I was really having a tough time with delegation because I have an immense amount of pride in the work that I do and, and what kind of customer service I deliver. Everything is, it's very relational to me. It's very personal to me. Um, so delegation is something I really struggled with. And I, as I started to sit down and write out, you know, various tasks and, and work that I had to do and complete, it kind of made me realize that I can't do all that and I can't do it all well, um, that everything's going to get a little piece of me. But if I, if I'm able to, you know, delegate this portion, okay, now I can do 
these these things really well, and these things are still taken care of. Um, so sometimes we don't have that realization of how much we really have on our plate um, as a business owner, and it really takes that black and white pen and paper to go, or you know, on your computer or whatever a virtual list, um, for us to realize what we really can get rid of and what we really are responsible for is a lot more than what we're thinking, right? It's kind of like the bank account. You kind of go, where did all my time go? Like, where'd all my money go? <laughs> like, there's no way I just went through all of that. Like, there's no way I spent that much money. And, you know, I think sometimes as business owners, we really spend our time doing tasks we think are are so super important and they are important, but, you know, we need to be selective and you need, you have to delegate um, in order to, to get, get to that next level and to take your business. And on top of everything else, it's, we talked about the ripple effect uh, multiple times throughout the podcast um, from a lot of our episodes and, you know, being given somebody else an opportunity to gives them a chance to refine their skills and take their, take their work to the next level as well. So you see everybody kind of pushes forward. And they and they're able to grab traction and and keep everything moving forward and gain, uh, you know, new skills, new ways of doing things. Right. Like we're business owners. So innovation is key to our success. And we have to let those people um, that we're delegating to sharpen us just as much as we sharpen them. Um, you know, it's all about opportunity. So um, gives us opportunity to take the business to the next level. And it gives them opportunity to step into more vital role in the company and to do those tasks that, you know, they took off your plate. I, I'm glad you said that, Jamie. I was just thinking I need to tie in the whole sharpen the saw at the end. <laughs> you know, delegating is one of the key ways you can sharpen your saw to help your business grow. You can cut down more trees. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Jamie and Kim, for joining us, for talking about this topic of delegation. Uh, we hope you all learned something. And even if you haven't started the delegation process, start small. And if you have started delegating, hopefully you took something away as far as mindset or some other ideas that you can incorporate to expand on that or make the most of your time as the business owner. So we appreciate your time and keep up that momentum and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Meg. Thank you. Bye. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.